I've heard people say, I think Andy Lewis was the one who said, um, he likes to find who's going to win the election, and it's by Dean. Yeah. You hear stories about this all the time, but I had an experience yesterday. I'll just take 30 seconds of your time. Um, I was standing next to a guy waiting for the rally to begin. It was a, uh, a Chiloni guy from Israel whose company gave them off time to take a break with everything. He wasn't called up to, to take some time off. So he came to the U.S. He was visiting some friends. So we got to talking, and I said to him, you know, it's like, it's just amazing that before this war started and all the awkwardness was taking place, like everybody was, what you said, this throat right before. And he said the one event that took place, like right before Simchas Torah, was Yom Kippur. And there was the incident in Dizengav Square where there were minyanim taking place of all different stripes. And there was a mechitza up, and a whole group of Chiloni people came, were against this mechitza, and started a whole big fight screaming in their faces and the group had to depart and go somewhere else this Chiloni guy said to me i was there he and his family were there he, he doesn't know a thing about judaism whatsoever i said some basic stuff and he said oh yeah really i didn't know that and he told me that he and his parents were so turned off by this they started fighting with the Chiloni people leave us alone what are you doing this is yom kippur we're here to you know pray mm -hmm. etc and that was a spark for him that started this whole chain over the past three weeks of learning, exploring, figuring out what's going on. And we had this conversation just like basic Judaism, and who knows what that might have led to. Wow. And uh, he's uh, now, you know, seeing things in a whole different light. And he said not just him, but the whole group in Tel Aviv have been turned off the wrong way mm. from what these people were doing. It's amazing to me that you heard that. I've, I've, I heard such a thing, but I didn't believe it. But now that you're telling me firsthand that you heard that sentiment, that's interesting. And, like, and he said to me, he said to me, I couldn't, he's like, what was the machitza? We're not talking about a hard brick wall. They were, they were like flower pots with like little palm trees and flags. Wow. They were just separating the men and the women. Hmm. And it was their choice. It wasn't, as, it wasn't, they were forcing on this and everyone. There were multiple, multiple little minyan. And they do this every year in Dizengoff Square, mm -hmm. which is interesting. Yeah. The whole different stripes, but but they was these groups were offended by these flower pots, and he just mm. said, "I just that was just it for him." Wow, it's so. interesting. Uh, okay, the great unifier is Torah. So let's begin. Okay, um, which uh, I have to bring it to the masses, but that's a different story. So we're in the middle of an interesting um, um, debate. Um, Again, some, something of Gomorrah is that it, it, the subject can change very quickly, and so it forces us <coughs> to jump into other Gomorrahs, uh, which is challenging because we're not in the middle of Kachim. You know, once we get into it, then it's much easier to understand. And, uh, but there's a big debate in Kachim. Kachim usually means it doesn't belong to me. I gave it to God. It belongs to Hashem. And then you have to be extremely careful that you don't, use it in any way for yourself because it now belongs to Hashem. You can't milk it, you can't write it, it's a holy, it's a holy thing. Uh, and uh, we got into this because what happens, you have a herd, there may be some of those animals in the herd that were dedicated as a korban, and somebody was maktish them. And so then, if, if that's the animal that your animal gored, <coughs> so then the question is, do you owe hegdish? Or your luck, uh, Hegdish's animal gored your animal. Does Hegdish owe you, right? And so those were the questions we raised. And then we got into a huge, we opened up a whole uh, discussion, which is actually not all Hegdish is equal. 
there's some things that belong totally to Hashem, and there's some things, even though they are meant to be korbanos, Rabbi Yossi Haglili says that they are mamon bailin, they're still mine. I, I have to bring it as a korban, but I own it. And the more is trying to understand exactly how that opinion works, and it's going to be complex a little bit because I don't totally own it. I own it to bring it as a korban, and then I'll, I'll be able to eat part of it. It'll satisfy my obligation. Um, we One thing that we're used to thinking about is, is sacrifice usually means we're like, I'm giving the... That's that has to do with the translation. Like I'm giving, I'm giving up something. I'm not giving up anything. I'm getting. When you bring a korban, that was a lifetime experience. People would do anything for that. That was a privilege. People would become a nazar just so they could bring the korbanas. I mean, it's just we have no, uh, we don't live in that time. Like that's a that's a privilege. Um, and so this uh, Rabbi Yosef Lili said, "This is my korban, meaning that I'm going to. This is my pleasure. I have ownership in this." Uh, so the question um, we had is, is Rabbi Yossi Haglili right? And we had a few, like a, a little bit of a contradiction. And the Gemara was uh, forced to explain that even Rabbi Yossi Haglili would admit that after it's brought in the Beis Hamikdash, uh, even though they give the steaks back to the owner to eat, uh, at that point, he doesn't own it. And we said the reason was, is that it comes from Hashem's table. And when it comes from his table, the shulchan gavoa, even though it tastes good and you're eating it, in a certain way you're you're representing Hashem at that point, um, and you're kind of that's part of the ecstasy of a korban is that you become one with your maker, uh, you fully in doing, and so when you're eating the korban, just like some of it gets burnt on the mizbeach, Hashem says. I trust you to represent me in this world. And so by me giving you this food, you have the fuel to bring the Shekhinah into the world. And so you're eating it. At that point, even Rabbi Yosef Glili said, I agree. At that point, even though you, you're having enjoyment and benefit, you can't propose to a woman and give her this steak and say, here, marry me, I'll give this to you, even though it's mine to eat, because you're getting it from the holy table. So that was the, one of the last things we had said uh, yesterday at the bottom of 12b. Um, the, the question is, the, um, we had a question from a case of firstborn. And it's a, the complication here, that's what's called a Bechor, is a Bechor Kachim Kalim. It appears to be in that category, holy light. Uh, and uh, even though it's a little bit nuanced, because even the ones that are in holy light, each one is a little different, and we're going to get into some of that. We're going to start from the bottom line, though. The Emissa, is this, if this distinction is true, that uh, which distinction? Rashi, two lines from the bottom. It's only when the animal is alive that Rabbi Yosegli said he has ownership in it. He's considered the boss. And therefore, if something happens to it, uh, you'll be liable. Uh, we said that's like Rabbi Yosegli, and but it's only when it's alive. And if that's true, back to the Gemara. Uh, so, we should have been able to give an answer as we turn to today's page. In the case of the um, firstborn, hi, Rabbi Yosegli, hi, Rabbanin. We could have just said that it depends on which opinion. We had a problem, a contradiction. It should be an easy answer. 
the Lumur said, don't ask me questions from there uh, in the case of the Bechor, the giving of the firstborn, because that's, that's a whole different nuance. Why? Even though it's holy light, because it's matnas kahuna. Because in that case, you're talking about something that goes to the Kohen, Shani matnas kahuna, the ki kazocha, mishulchan gavoa kazocha. Those things are also in the category of the holy table. And uh, even when they're alive, they are in a different category. And uh, there's actually mul- multiple things that are in that category. And so don't, you know, you shouldn't really uh, bring that into this subject. There, that's the different nuance, the case of Bechor. Okay, fine. So that's, uh, we thought that that was going to help uh, um, be a question or on the explanation we said. And we said, no, you can't ask from that. That's a little different. Now let's go back to the main discussion uh, which is, what is this concept of being the, uh, the he owns it? Gufa. Let's take a look. Umo mo um, There it's talking about um, uh, where a person uh, uh, lies in court. Uh, it's a particular Pasuk. And it says if he lies and denies something that uh, um, uh, he will be moal, he'll, he'll have transgressed, it comes to in- include uh, um, he says that would include somebody that say the shepherd had your kachim kalim. Um, the, 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 what happens, it's talking about over there where you gave the shepherd to watch and you went to pick up your animal and he says, oh, I've got bad news, the fox got it or what animal? And the, and the shepherd uh, basically is believed, he, but he'll have to take the witness stand and swear. So he only has to swear about things that you own. He doesn't have to swear about things that Hashem owns. If he was watching a holy cow, that he doesn't have. No, there's no Hashem doesn't put him on the witness stand. But you're allowed to make him go on the witness stand for the animal that you asked him to watch. That was your kachim uh, kalim. Now, why is it you're allowed to do that? That's because uh, Reb Yossi Aglili says you own it, and so. Since you own it, you can take him to court and say, what did you do with my shlamim? I was going to have the greatest korvin. I was, gonna, I, I was looking forward to this. And you, what do you mean you lost it? What do you mean something happened to it? I don't believe you. I'm going to make you swear. I'm allowed to do that because Rabbi Yossi Aglili says that it's my money. Divrei Rabbi Yossi Aglili. says, no, it's coming to include something else. Larabos es shlamim. It comes to include shlamim. Um, the uh, uh, that uh, that uh, only that's sh- voluntary. Shlamim is voluntary. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's right. That's totally voluntary. I mean, the truth is, um, it, when you bring a shlamim, Hashem gets very little of it. Yeah, it's like a tiny little piece of fat that you would never want to eat anyways yeah. goes on the mizbeach, and then they give the. The only thing is, everybody has to be pure. You know, could have touched a dead creepy that day in, in order to eat it. But basically, it all goes to you. Uh, Abba Yosef, in, yeah. Mm-hmm. The first opinion, how, till how far in the process is it considered mamono? Is it kashim kalim shehim mamono? Until the shechted. Until the shechted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then once it's shechted after that? So then it's uh, it's considered like on the holy table. Then it then belongs to Hashem. Yeah. So if it's abused at that point or something happens yeah. at the point, he's off, the guy's off the hook. Well, the, the shepherd usually was while it was alive. That's, that's when the shepherd usually, uh, that, that's the question. You left the, the lamb or the goat with the shepherd, and you came back, and he said, either, either he said, what lamb or what shepherd? I, I don't remember you giving that to me. I'll swear I never got it. Or he's saying the fox got it or something. And so 
the, 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 those were the cases that we were dealing with somebody lying. And so the question is, do you have standing? It wasn't yours anyways. It was a Corbin. But yeah, it was mine at that point because uh, according to Rabbi Yossi Gli, that's my money. Yeah. Um, Rabbi Yossi says, no, we're, uh, we're talking about Lo Omar Ben Bilvad. It's only by the firstborn. So um, now the Gemara is going to examine that statement. Again, it's a little difficult for us because we didn't just learn all these laws, the, the Bechor, the Shlamim, the... Uh, um, so Omar Mar Ben What does he mean to exclude? Does he mean to say only only shlamim? The question here is, even in holy light, even in kachim kalim, there's different categories. So when he said before, uh, sorry, when he said only shlamim, did he he meant to exclude a firstborn? Why would I exclude it? So the more said hashda my shlamim uh, there are reasons that you would have said that shlamim is is pretty holy. Why? Because it needs that you have to put your hands on it, and it needs libations, liquids, and you got to do the waving. Uh, so, it, it, there are reasons to say that it's not yours; it's really Hashem's. And still, we say mamun bailim who bechor, which doesn't even go quite that far. Certainly, that's mamun bailim. And we had bechor that if it gets a blemish and it's chutzoret. Bechor is like a lot less holy than Shlomim would be. That's what I would think. Hello, Omar of Yochanan. Yeah. Like, to me, it seems the other way around. The Bechor is actually HaKadosh Baruch, who is from the time of birth. Nothing has to happen to make it to make it Kodesh. In that aspect, I, I, I hear that, Dr. Yochanan. If you only looked at that, I think you're correct. Uh, but there, I, I'm assuming we're looking at other parts of it. That, that's really why this is all challenging, because every Corbin has, is nuanced. But that's a good point. Uh, uh, Dr. Yaffe is talking about the fact that Bechor is like, you have no choice in the matter. It's, it's automatic. It's sanctified by Hashem, not by you even, right? But once it's sanctified, what kind of offering is brought? Well, look what happens with the Shlamim. It's you got waving going on. It's, it's much, much more participatory, the Shlamim. You know, you got, you got to be there. You got to wave. You got to lean on it. You know, the, the other Karbanas, you know, you just send it there. They take care of it. Um, the Vachor is really more of like Matnas Kahuna. I'm, I'm just giving a, a gift to the Kohen. That's, that's not quite the same. That's so he wants to throw in something else. He says we're coming to exclude what's called Meiser Behema, uh, the, uh, the newborn animals that are born where you give the tenth. One of the lochas by Bechor is uh, you can't unbechor it. You know, you can't say, well, even though that's what uh, Yaakov Avinu did, you know, Esav sold it, sold the Bechor. They all ask, how, how does that work exactly? How can you take off? If you were born first, how do you, uh, how do you sell that or how do you remove that? Does it work? Is it uh, in what way? Okay, but uh, either way, Bechor Nemer Lo Siftev and Nimka. It's, and uh, you can't redeem it and sell it. Tom, um, uh, as long as it's in perfect condition and it's alive, Ubal Mum, now, uh, if it has a blemish, Chai uh, V'Shachot, whether it's alive or Shechted. And Meister, it says, Lo Yigo Vene Nimka Lo Chai V'Lo can't be sold. Lo Tam V'Lo Balmum. So, Ravina Masilea Seifa. He learns it on, on the second part of the Mishnah over there. Abba Yosi Ben Duse Omer Lomar Ben Azel Bechor Bilvad. What does he mean to exclude? If he meant firstborn and not shlamim, hashtamai b'chor shekidish mirakim. That's kind of what Dr. Yafi was saying. It's holy from uh, Mamonahu, 
and we're saying still, even though it was sanctified from day one, you have ownership. Shlomim, which you just came along later, certainly you have ownership. Omer Rav Yochanot, Lamute Meiser. It comes to exclude Meiser Kedetanya. Like we learned, Bechor Nemer Lo Sifta. It says it shouldn't be redeemed and then sold. Tom, when it's, uh, as long as it's um, in good shape, it's, it's perfect, uh, that's when it's alive. Ubal Mum. And if it has a blemish, uh, when it's alive or when it's shechted. But Meiser Nemer Lo Yigal Enu Nimka Lo Chai Velo Shachat Lo Tam Velo Ubal Mum. So Lamora said, Hai Bechor Bilvad Komer. But didn't it only say by Bechor? Umar said, you're right, there's a difficulty here. So again, what's happening is that there, there's this discussion going on on the, the, what the Pasuk is referring to, and we're having difficulties figuring out is excluding firstborn, is excluding uh, Shlamim, uh, what, what is the, the, what's the exclusion? Rava says, um, okay, uh, again, it, it would take a significant amount of time to go into that uh, sugya a little bit more right now. Uh, but uh, Rava just had a question. What did we mean? Uh, we said the libations don't have mi'ila if you were to uh, benefit from them. So, they meant um, uh, the nesachim that don't, uh, if you benefit from them, you're not in trouble. And what is that? The hedget, uh, if they're, uh, they're brought uh, by a... Um, See this case. Um, uh, if they're brought, if they weren't sanctified uh, yet, if they if they belong to a hedget, just looking for the ratio on that, and I couldn't find it. Kigon um, de hedget. I found the rashi. Um, uh, I, I think it means when you bring a private offering. Um, Anybody know what Nesachim of a Hedget is? Of a private party? Of a, uh, um, um, I think it means that, uh, the, uh, that they don't go along with the... the um, I guess it means not of the Kachikadashim, it means of the Kachim Kalim. Uh, but either way, I don't want to get... I, I, I'm trying not to focus too hard on any of the details because you have to then go into all the dinim. But the Umar says, you're right, there is the, it doesn't fit the words that well. Omer, Reb Abba, Shlamim Shiziku. Now the Gemara continues on, though. Uh, moves on with the subject. I can read you what it says over here, Rabbi. It says, any property that is consecrated, however, be it Kachikalim or Kachim, is not subject to the laws of damages. That, that that's the that's what he defines as the uh head yod. Huh. Any property that's in other words the type of property that he's damaging is head yod, it's the property of an ordinary person mm-hmm. that is even though it's consecrated, I think him is not subject to the laws of damage. Right. So my question was what is it why is it why is it head yet? Why I mean if you consecrated it, then it's Belongs to Hashem. It's not. Um, I, I'm, I'm asking, what, what is the hedged case? What is the hedged excluding? I think, I think that's the question. The Mar's question is the listening to hedged, but it, but it says that it belongs to an ordinary person. The more answer is Kasha. You're right. That's, that's, it's, that's a problem. Would there be a different. But. Uh, I think the word. 
Ah, that remember the something that was brought by a, by hedrit meaning Not separate. A yeah, orbit. yeah. So that's what I was looking for was the definition of what if that, if that's true. It's complementary, complementary to the yeah, it's, like it's, vegetables. Right, right. It's just like, right. It's just like style. Just like, oh, I just, I just want to. I brought this along. Right. That's right. Uh, it's, it's not, it's not the main dish. I just wanted to bring in some, you know. That's a, uh, uh, okay. Uh, but I, I'll try to look into that a little bit more. What the, just in general, what, what is it? How you know the hedget excluding what or because it's we're, it's something holy here. Usually a hedget means it's not holy. It's I guess it's brought either it's brought by a hedget or it's brought separate. Okay, now we get back to the, uh, the, the discussion at hand, which is the damages dealing with holy cows. So, Omer Ababa, Shlamim Sheziku. All right, you get hit by the Shlamim. Somebody gets hit by the, uh, the, the, the Corbin that was um, uh, dedicated as the Shlamim. And the rule is that you collect your payment from the... And, and let's say you had damages that went beyond... The uh, the you, your your cow was worth more was a big fat your cow was big and heavy that's why it couldn't fight back and it got damaged by that skinny shlumim cow so you can collect your damages from the meat of the shlumim now the uh, gova now you can't collect them from the part of the shlumim that's going to go to Hashem that's going to be burnt on the mizbeach so the Morris said of course. We don't even have those parts that go to the Mizbeach. Well, maybe uh, you would have collected from the meat, since you can't take the Imurim, you would get extra from the other meat. So the Mora says, well, uh, who are we going with? Uh, if we're following the Rabbah Shita, Ha'omar, they have a concept, Ki lecha lashlume mehai, Somebody owes you money and that you would normally collect from here, so can you then take from a different place? So he says, if you can't collect from here, you can't get it from a dis- different place. So, of course, if you can't collect the Imurim, uh, you wouldn't then say, all right, take a different part. And if you go like Reb Nassin, he says, if you can't get from this part, you can get from the other part. So... Um, which of the two are we going in over here in this question? We can work this question out like Reb We can work it out like the Rabbanin. Even though the Rabbanin say, if you can't collect from here, you can't go from over there. That's if it's two different korbanas. You can't collect from a different one for this one. But within the same animal, wherever I need to take from, I'll get. And so... Uh, even though the part that I wanted to get um, uh, is being offered, I'll take from a different part. Or, if you want, Reb Nassim, Hassim, Amar Le Balashor Le Balabor, over there, the owner of the access to the owner of the pit, Anatur of Birka. My ox is, it, is in your pit. Ashkachna, my delaisi li lashlume mehach, mishtalmi minach. If I can't get to it, then I'll collect it from you. In other words, I, if I can't get it, uh, the, the animal, because it's at the bottom of the pit, then you'll have to pay me from somewhere else, um, the, the damages. They'll have to come. I'll be able to put a lien on a different... Usually the lien is on the animal that killed, and the question is really one of access. 
Let's see Rashi, three lines from the bottom. The, the owner of the dead animal says to the owner of the pit, I found my ox in your pit. He was dead. So you owe me. Uh, what I'm able to get uh, from the owner of the ox, Mishtalina, uh, you'll have to pay. Im Tam. If uh, if the um, if it was uh, uh, the first time the animal was not a repeat offender, so then he'll pay a quarter. The most he would have paid was a half nezek. And now where there's another one with him, they'll pay a quarter. The rest I'll get from you. I see. We'll have to that case. I guess there's two. There were two oxen that fought. Uh, with Maybe him. Maybe one knocked the other one into a pit. Yeah, That's yeah. That's like a swimming pool, though. It's not a pit. Uh, yeah, there's water in it, you I was would wondering think. if it was a baby ox. Uh-huh. Then the baby ox would be a tom. Yeah. Well, wouldn't it? Yeah. It's hard to imagine that he had a yeah, chance yeah. to gore three people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, so over there, what he's saying, in effect, is if I can't collect from the other one, then I should be able to collect from you. And we say, wait a second. Uh, you can't... Yeah. If... If I get this correct, if we're talking about a shlomim here, does it mean that the sacrifice goes forward and the injured party then eats from the meat that's going to be brought to the Beit Mignesh because you used to eat part of the shlomim? So the person who's supposed to bring the shlomim ends up having to bring another shlomim? No, so the payment, he's going to get the payment. He, he was injured by somebody's shlomim. His cow was injured by somebody's shlomim. And so normally what would have happened is that when that, let, let's say it hadn't been a shlamin, when you shech that animal, they would cut off the, I get half, I get, uh, my cow was worth this much, and the, the injury was done by a tom, so you're going to pay half. So I'm going to get half the value of my animal from after your animal gets shechted, I would get it. But in this case, that animal's never going to get shechted as chulin, it's going to get shechted as kachim, as the shlamin. So you're going to have to give me some of your shlamin to pay me back. Okay. When you think about it, though, when it comes to a shlamin, the, the individual would, uh, you know, the way that it was set up, with all the bread and everything, he had to share it with the people anyway. He would have to make a su'uda and share it. And so that's part of the process, shlamin process anyway. He had the day, the two days to... Yeah, but now with this guy, he doesn't know this guy from, you know, this is just the owner of the right, ox. So, right. so no, he's going to say, you know, uh, who, who's that guy here at our party? Oh, he's the guy who we gored on the way here. I had to, I had to bring him along to get his, his steaks. Well, when you think about it, there's really no extra skin off his back because the guy has to share with everybody anyway. So now he's giving to this guy this Well, portion. right. I, it depends. If he already invited his family and there's not enough to go around, then he's going to have to take it away and give it to... You'd have to have it like that somehow. Yeah. Okay. Steve, the you have a question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to ha- get it with limitations. Uh, our question was, well, you're going to say the new guy, you know, you can have the fat part that's going on. I can't take. Well, if I can't take it from that section, then give me from the other. You know, from the other part. That that's the whole discussion there. So, but you can't do that with two different cows. The, the second case was was where there were multiple. Uh, they ganged up on this one ox. As we turn the page, 
But over here, Could you say that uh, the damages all came from the meat and they didn't come from the fat? I mean, they came from the whole cow I should be eligible from. Okay. Omar Rava. Uh, basically, what we're trying to say is that had this not been shlamim, you would have paid, that you would have, like, cut my animal in half and given that half to the person who was damaged, but now some of that half will be going for Imorim to the Mizbeach. And so the question is, can he demand from the other half or not? That's really the question. What about the following case? Toda Sheziku. Somebody's Thanksgiving offering uh, uh, caused damage, and uh, you need to collect. And uh, it's look, you don't like go- it's a goat, and you don't like goat or whatever, or it looks kind of scrawny. And it, uh, so, can you take the bread instead of taking the meat? You're a vegetarian, so you'd rather be paid in bread. So, todesh eziku gov musarav ein gov malachma. You have to co- you can collect, but you collect from the meat, and you can't collect from the bread. So Morris said, the bread, pshita. Uh, the bread isn't what gored you. <laughs> In other words, it's the, uh, you know, that you get from... Yeah, so Morris said, say for Itzikle. It's from the other case. Nizak ochel basar u mischaper. The one that, uh, the... I read that wrong. Nizak ochel basar. So in that case... The one that was damaged ends up eating the meat of the korban, and the one who was bringing it still has to bring the bread. In other words, even though he's not going to get to eat the meat because he, his, uh, his Thanksgiving offering damaged someone else, and he was required to let someone else eat that meat, he'll still be bringing the loaves. So, Marissa Pshita, I mean, it, it, it's still his to bring, even though he can't enjoy eating it because he was forced to pay that and to make the other guy whole. I would have thought that the bread goes with the meat. I mean, you've got to have your sandwich. So, since you're eating the meat, so I shouldn't have to bring the bread now for your meat. Yeah, but he's getting, uh, he's the one who promised to bring it. Uh, it's, it's a very strange scenario over here. Usually the one who brings the Corbin eats it, and he kind of, the, here he's giving the Corbin away to someone else to eat, yet he has to do all the work. Mm-hmm. He's got to bring the bread, he's got to make sure the Corbin is processed, and, and he calls to the other guy, you know, remember I, I, I damaged your, your cow over there, now come to the base of English on this day and I'll give you some shlummy meat, you know. But, so he's not getting to enjoy his own Corbin, but he still has to take care of it. Okay, moving on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it doesn't seem like it's such a big finish. I mean, you can actually look at the shlummim as if it is an animal that has several baalim, Hectish is one bowel. The guy who's bringing it is another bowel. But Hectish has a, a special um, a special status because you, Hectish never loses. The house always gets its take. That's okay? true. So, it's the other part that's the interesting, meaning that the part that you owned the Corbin and you still own it, but now somebody else has rights to enjoy from the meat because you have to pay a damage claim. So the idea that you can kind of share... just tough, you know? You should have watched your answer better. <laughs> um, but at least you're part of it, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, what, what really happens is, since this cow did the damage, so the payment comes from this cow. And so this cow was the Corbin, and so it ends up being, I'm paying him, the damage is out of my Corbin that I'm bringing, but he's going to come and eat from my Corbin. It, it, that's all. Yeah, but you're correct. It, it, it makes sense, but it's just interesting how it plays out. Okay. So then we said, all of uh, getting back to the Mishnah, uh, again, changing the subject from the animal that belonged to a Corbin, we also said, what if it gores a non-Jewish animal? All animals are not Jewish. It means the owner wasn't Jewish, right? So, Nechasim Sheishel B'nei Bris. This is an, an animal that belonged to one of our brothers. Lamute Mai, who are we excluding? I Lamute Ovr Chachavim. If we mean excluding a non Jew, Haktani Lakaman, Shoshis Ranag Shoshel Vichavim, Pater. It speaks it out clearly later on. So, this maybe this is something else. So, the Mara said, no, Tana Vahadim Afarish. It, it is learned later on, but it's not so clear over here. Later on, we're very clear if it belonged to a pagan. So then we said, Nuchasim Yuchadim. The, um, uh, it's, it's, it's uh, specific property. So what does that mean? Lamute mai, Omer Huda Lamute, Ze Omer Shore Hizik, Ze Omer Shore Kizik. It means that we know, uh, that we know who caused the damage. What about, if your animal, you see your animals, uh, you go to get it, and it's in the ditch, and it had been attacked. So you go to the ox owner nearby, and you say, I guess your ox did. He said, no, it wasn't mine. Maybe it was his. You go to the other guy. Oh, it wasn't mine. He's got the nasty one, right? That's, that's typically what happens in the crowd. Everybody blames it on someone else. So, in, in other words, when you have somebody who you know um, did the damage and you can collect from, but when it's from a group, you know that it's one of these cows, then you, it doesn't work. You can't collect damages. So, um, so uh, what are we coming to exclude? I mean, Lemute is there, Omer Sherech, as of either one blames it or the other one. So Morris said, What about if there's two oxen chasing Acher? Echad Yotzer, Echad Zeh, uh, they're chasing uh, two oxen are chasing one ox and uh, they, they, they knock it off so then you go to sue both guys oh the other guy's one did it it's his done so uh, we learned that you can't uh, if you can't establish who's the guilty party so you can't throw it on both of them and say well it's one of the two of you no, then they're potter. So we learned that later. That can't be this case. So So it could be that uh, you're right. Even though it's said later, maybe we're just making it more clear later. Masisatani. In Ebrisa, we learned pratlanikse hefker. It comes to exclude if your animal was gored. Does that mean that they're just saying that the concept's being introduced in our Mishnah and then there's a following Mishnah to go into more detail about that? Correct, correct, yeah. Okay. That's Tana Bahadur. We've had that a few times. That uh, Sometimes we ask it as a question, which means from the fact that it's mentioned later, this case must be different. And then sometimes we're say, we're, you're able to say that we just, even though we mentioned it here, we didn't get a chance to go into it that well. Later on, it's going to explain it better. So one, uh, yeah. Why is there any Hiddish at all in these cases? Because in, in Dine Mamanis, we say, Hamoti Mechavero Olavaraya. Well, he can't prove that mm. any one ox actually killed, killed his, <coughs> his, his property. Killed his... 
So what about if the two have a partnership somewhere? Could you throw it and say, well, I know that it's got to come out of the two. I could find a way. I, I suppose a creative lawyer would find a way to... And I was, can you sue multiple people and say, if it's not you, it's you? These, these, these are these are both hit oxen for the mafia. I mean, <laughs> right, I don't, I, I hear you. Yeah, so, uh, but that's what we're coming to exclude. Um, you, both of them are tzaddikim, but he's saying, I, I have to be honest. I don't know if it's mine. Well, maybe you got to get together with him and figure out how to how to pay me. Um, so uh, that's one answer. But in the Brisa, they learn it excludes Nixe Hefker. If your animal gets hit by an ownerless animal then you can't uh, make them pay. So Moore said, well, hey, can you tell me, what's the case? So if your ox gored the hefker ox, so of course you don't have to pay, because who's asking you for the money? Nobody owned it. Ella must be the other way around the night. No, the hefker ox attacked you. So what's the problem getting paid, lays of elusive. Go and grab it. You don't need somebody, just like if somebody's ox damaged you, you can take their ox. It's ownerless. Somebody else picked it up. In other words, things that are hefker don't stay hefker long. You know, they, they have like a website of like people that have extra things in the, in the neighborhood. They put it out or they're selling things. And so when somebody's giving away something worthwhile, it goes like that. You know, like... Uh, Oh, I so so and so's giving away this. You know, you call if if they're giving it away and it's a good sh- if if it's still around, then it's probably not such a good. Uh, it's 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 broken. It's garbage, right? But if they're giving it away, like I just you just noticed that on that website, like the somebody's giving something away and then you say, oh, I heard they're giving away. Let's check it out. It's gone. Don't worry. If they, if it's if it's really something good, there's somebody's picked it up by now. If he's already done the damage, then the new owner. That's the case. That's the case. The yeah. new owner got an animal from Hefker that had damaged someone, and so in oh, theory, yeah. some of this especially right. should belong to him. Ravina said, Let's say right after it gored, the guy said, I'm going to donate this to Hegdish before, I get, uh, before it gets repoed. <clears throat> or then he gave up ownership. So Taninam, we learn like this, Yes, I can't review that. I feel no about even if he then donated to the base of Migdish. Or no about Hifker Potter. He's still exemption. Uh, it says the, uh, this hap- had to happen when there was an owner. Um, you had to have them at the same time where the, the, uh, you could take the owner and uh, uh, it has to be at the same time. The Gemara did lo but the Gemara said, but you're talking about where the, it was brought in front of court. We're talking about that if the ox was stoned or the ox became a moid. That would all have to happen at the same time. So then we said a new din. Uh, this is only true that you got to pay if it was in your yard. But if your animal was in your, in your neighbor's yard, if you went into your neighbor's pit bull uh, 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 you know, area, of course, you, he doesn't have to pay. To omelet, Torka Bishusi, my boy, because he's going to say, What was your ox doing in my yard? What about if they both had permission? So, um, you see from here a general rule that a yard that's owned by multiple people, if you damage someone, you're liable. So, how could come? 
and this is what it means to say, it's only if it's only in the Rishus and the Mazik, the Pater. Um, now we're really throwing out a question here. What if you had a right to be there because you had dual ownership, but he had a right also? So do you say that's like putting it in his yard and, and uh, uh, he doesn't have to pay for damages because he had a right to be there? Or no, if it's a lot of people had a right, then he should have watched his ox. So we're throwing that out as a question now. What's the status in that case? And we're rapidly going to see there's two opinions. Again, if I put my ox in my neighbor's yard and it gets gored over there, I can't expect him to pay because what was my ox doing in his yard? Our question is, what if it's not just his yard? It's a yard where multiple people are allowed to keep their animals. So that's partially his. So what do we say over there? So there's two ways to read this. The only case where he's exempt is if he's the only one allowed to be there, it, it's his totally, and I put my animal there, I'm in trouble. Now, if it's in a jointly owned area, he'll have to pay. Lazar says, He says no. He says if he has a right to have his animal there, then he's potter. No, 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 no. These are private areas. That multiple people can keep their animals. Yeah, and it means that it, it's right. Or him and his neighbor. In other words, he oh, says uh, he's exempt either, either if it's only his or if he had a right to be there together with Mishus Mikhail Mazik, Mishus and Nizik Mamazik, Nami Potter. You're also exempt. I went Mazik. When he said your damage, that comes to include um, even other kinds of damages. Who said we've already listed all kinds of other damages in the first Mishnah? What are we coming to include? So the more said, you know, we'll leave this uh, for tomorrow. Uh, a new set of cases. Though. So today was action packed, a lot of things to follow up on uh, of other cases where you're required to pay damages.